Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Welcome to this glorious mess, Little Kids, Mamma Mia's podcast for parents who have kids under the age of five. I am Lee Campbell. I have one child under the age of five and I'm also the executive editor of Mamma Mia three days a week. You're a busy bee. Yeah. And I am Tegan Natoli. I am busy bee myself You're too. busier, three times busier. <laughs> I've got three little kids and a business called Bump Day Spa. Which is very excellent, by the way. Anyone in Sydney who has oh. friends falling pregnant. I hope I don't have to pay for you, <laughs> pay for this. hashtag <laughs> No, honestly, when I was in my third trimester and my husband didn't want to touch me and I was aching, the lovely woman that massaged me at Bump Day Spa I wanted oh, to marry her. We are there for you. Pamper life. Okay. <laughs> this week we are talking to a midwife. People might be pregnant with their second. Some people listen to this uh, show in preparation for parenthood. And COVID has thrown a big old spanner in the works for having mm. your first or second or seventh child. So we're going to talk to a midwife about what's changed now, what's going on in hospitals. Will these changes stick around? We'll see what new mums are going through. And then later on, WTF moment of the week. So 2020 has just really not panned out the way I think pretty much 7 billion people on the planet thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of us are like, wow. It's And, you know, it's nearly, what, November. It's November yeah, now. So it's I like, know. wow. And I just, I don't know what's going to happen. But for first-time mums and even second, third-time mums, COVID has really changed, I guess, probably their hopes and dreams of what giving birth might look yeah. like. The reality of having a baby in hospital now in Australia and, and globally, it's just completely different. I had my son, I had a 32-hour labour emergency cesarean. I was in hospital for seven days all up and my husband was there or could come and go mm. the entire time and I took that for granted. And I know that now, depending on where people are, they can't have visitors come and go. Well, they can't have their partner but come and go. we would have never even imagined that being a fl- like a thing, no. like whether our, our family or our husbands or whatever partners could come and visit. I look back now and think, knowing what um, new mums are going through now, yeah. how lucky I was. My parents mm. live about an hour and a half from the hospital, so they actually stayed at a hotel for a few nights when my son was born. And they came and went two or three times a day, yeah. bringing me food, you know, just cheered me up so much, especially through <laughs> cry day, day four, that I just cried hysterically. Oh, yeah. Having my mum there and my dad there. So I really do feel for mums that are in hospital now or are planning to give birth shortly. What were your experiences like in hospital? Did you have positive ones? Yeah, I did. I think the reason that I feel so much for these COVID baby mamas during this time is because going into a birth in general is just full of uncertainty. So whether you're having a plan C section, it's still uncertainty whether you're having a natural birth, whatever you're doing. The biggest fear, I believe, 
that goes along with a labour or a childbirth is the unknown, right? Absolutely. And every day the restrictions are changing. Anything to do with COVID is changing. The the regulations, well, who can visit, who can't visit. Every hospital is different apart from each other, you know. It's just such uncer- unprecedented times, which, <laughs> you know, we know and we're so sick of hearing, but it's true. And I think that's the one thing that, that as a mum, you just want some sort of stability to know that your support network can be there and that you can have that those people around you but it's not like that at the moment no, and even the prep you know prenatal classes postnatal that's all changed all that support has changed from whether it's online like I know that these things can still be available but it's not the same as going to visit your midwife at the hospital or or being able to take your mum with you to a checkup like all these little things that make you feel you know more supported as a mum going into a childbirth have just changed so dramatically well speaking of midwives we're going to chat to one now Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Want to be in the know about the top celebrity and entertainment news stories of the day? Then join me, Laura Brodnick, Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And me, Key Reese from Mamma Mia's Social Squad for The Spill, a daily pop culture podcast that takes a smart look at celebrity news. The Spill drops every afternoon at 3pm. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. You know you want to. Michelle Daniels has three children, a grandson and another beautiful grandchild on the way. She has also worked as a midwife at Maternity Shore Private Hospital for 21 years. Wow. Wow, She would have seen a lot of little babies born. (laughs) For the past nine years, she has managed the postnatal ward. She's an antenatal and midwifery educator and she's worked on the birth unit for a really long time. So we're so excited to chat to her. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Where are we at with the current situation with COVID and visitors and giving birth at the particular hospital you work at? Yeah, so I'm at North Shore Private. And so obviously there's been so much change for parents most of this year and it's been quite challenging for some. Some of the restrictions that we've had have eased a little bit. It's probably more beneficial to the women that are pregnant because we're able to now start some of our classes, which is fantastic face-to-face so we're doing obviously social distancing our classes are smaller but our prenatal classes have started to come back active birthing calm birthing visa classes anything that sort of whether you're had a baby first time or, or having other babies and want refresher courses they've been able to bring those back which is terrific as far as visitors and things like that as in any hospital not able to come which has been the most challenging part of this year for for our mums. Mm. And when you do get to look after them is that from um, early on like does someone get paired with their midwife or or team of midwives from early pregnancy or is it just um, at time for labour? At the North Shore Private, they're, they're linked with their obstetrician, with a doctor. 
So that the doctors who they see predominantly antenatally, but we sort of get involved with the patient if they want to come and see us. We speak to them if they've got questions or anything. They come down if they need extra care as far as blood pressure or, or monitor, fetal monitoring, things like that. They come down to us. We really link strongly in with them when they're in labour and that's really as a midwife what our role is is to support that woman in labour, to be able to labour however she chooses to want to do it and be there to get her through that. Because through, you know, particularly through the height of labour, you just need that those people around you that are going to, you know, put that framework up for you to get to the that goal that you have. Because for nine months, really, that's all we think about. Absolutely. <laughs> is that labour. And then suddenly we, we have to think of the rest of it after that. I've always <laughs> wondered the difference between a midwife and a doula. So a doula is somebody that offers support to to a patient in labour. So some doulas will offer some antenatal care as well, but it's really a support person where you've got midwives that have done a university degree at nursing and then another degree, a bachelor degree for midwifery, so four years at university. A midwife works here at North Shore Private in conjunction with their obstetrician and they will do antenatal care. They also can do the deliveries as well, where a doula doesn't actually, certainly in our hospital, doesn't do the delivery nor in the public hospitals. And how have you found most mums are feeling about all the regulations and restrictions in place? Are they understanding of it or has it been difficult for a lot of them? Look, you know, they've been incredibly understanding. And I think, you know, as we've had no pandemic planning in the past, it's it's sort of been a, a little bit, you know, challenging for everybody. But to be honest, it's probably, and I've been a midwife for 35 years, and there's probably a lot of things I've seen that have been, you know, if you're going to bring a positive out of anything, the fact that no visitors have been able to come to the hospital have actually benefited our parents, you know, particularly the new mums. Mm. The mums and dads have been been able to have this beautiful bubble with just the two of them. So at North Shore Private, for our first-time mums, if they've had a normal delivery stay five days and six days for a Caesar and they've had this beautiful time with just with each other and they've actually loved it. It's funny because anyone I've known who's had a baby during COVID, I've, I'll say enjoy your literal baby bubble. You know, we say that when our friends have had babies in yeah. the past, but it's this literal bubble that they're in and it is so nice. I can't even imagine ha- how COVID has turned your ward upside down. How has it been for you and, and, and the staff? Look, it's been challenging because I think, again, particularly for new new parents, the the, the demand of need of, of of information has been more, you know, really up there. So the 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 midwives have sort of really had to be more there for them. Everything that we've had to do on the ward has had to be individualised. So where you know people would go off to have classes as a group, we couldn't do that. So the midwives have had to then go into the rooms, which again has been lovely for the patients and the feedback has certainly been really positive. You know, for all our antenatal classes, for breastfeeding classes, for parenting, settling classes, even physiotherapy. So everything is sort of just takes that much longer. Do you know much about if mother's groups are happening after mums are leaving hospital? Because for me, I was put in a local clinic and and went into a mother's group. Is that happening as far as you're aware? It's per area. So every area is a little bit different to how they're running it. 
Some of them have started to come back and see patients. Some of them are still doing teleconferences as Zoom. The mothers groups is probably, and I think, you know, certainly for the mums, because we also here run a a, a postnatal clinic for breastfeeding and mothercraft. And certainly the need for that has escalated because they aren't able to access so much one-to-one in the clinics. But they're definitely there for the support for the new mums. I think though the mothers groups were not happening and that was again something incredibly challenging because for a new mum to be able to talk to other new mums is so important and it's such a great way for them to kind of think you know if they've had a really bad day Mm. and somebody else has too it's so relieving to think oh thank goodness it's not just me yeah (laughs) you know my kids my kids like everybody else's so they are starting to come back so in in that respect it's definitely for the outside here it's changed a little bit and how about different cultures how have the restrictions affected those labors and deliveries Again, really challenging. Like, so we at North Shore Private have a lot of Chinese and Indian cultures. They manage their postnatal care very, very differently. And a lot of their family are heavily involved in that care. Like, you know, their mums would stay with them all the time, or certainly they'd be coming and going with their partner staying, and their mums would come and go. You know, their families haven't been able to even come here, even though mm. come to the hospital. They're not even in the country. So they've been really challenging for some families because, you know, the, the, the partners often haven't up until now had any experience into postnatal care for their, for their partners because it's not been part of their role in the mm. past. I'm wondering how it's going to change for the future. I've got a bunch of friends that are, are thinking of having children or wanting to start trying, but they're like, oh, I don't know about COVID times and hopefully we're coming out of it, but we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. What's your advice to would-be parents that are thinking about falling pregnant? It's not something that I would make a dis- think that it should stop the decision. I think, as I said, there's been some really fantastic benefits from having a COVID baby. And, and going forward for us, some of the things that we implemented, for example, the visitors, you know, the feedback from patients is they don't want the visitors to be back in the capacity that they had them. I think we've sort of taken a lot of stress off parents through this time. And again, certainly for me, you know, I think we kept adding more and more thinking parents needed more and more stuff. And I think sometimes we just give them too much And I think this has given us an opportunity to really pull back and just let parents be with their baby and learn about their baby rather than feel like everything's got to be thrown at them and read. They've sort of really come back into that sort of instinctive behaviour a little bit, which has been lovely and very beneficial to the family unit. I have a question that has nothing to do with COVID as well. (laughs) I want to know, did you deliver your grandchild or your grandchildren to come? She had her baby here, but no, I didn't. Uh, And was that hard for you not to or you didn't want to? I cannot tell you how hard it was. (laughs) And I sort of put myself in that place thinking when I had my – I had three kids – I probably didn't want my mother in the room. I think if I did, I don't think I would have been as strong. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was very close by and I was in and out all the time. And, uh, yeah, it was the most amazing experience of my life, I have to say. Thank yeah. goodness for midwives. Michelle, thank I you know. so much for chatting oh, to us. You're very welcome. We really appreciate all the hard work you do. And Thank, thank you. So if I was going to have any more babies, which I assure you I'm well, not. Come and have one with us. No, yeah, I would. I've heard wonderful <laughs> things about your maternity ward. Oh, so. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> we think it's pretty special, I think. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle, thank you. You were fantastic to oh, chat too. Thank you so Have much. Have a great day. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? Oof. WTF. 
of the week. What's yours? So I speak another language. Did you know? No. no. Italian. No. God, no. Even my husband, who's Italian, doesn't speak Ciao. Italian. Buongiorno. <laughs> God, that was so Aussie. Banjo does not shut up. He says a few words. He, um, he's pretty good. He's pretty chatty. But the majority of it is gibberish. Like all day long, it's like he's having full-blown conversations in another language. So the other day I talked back and like he and I sat there for a solid few minutes, like having a good old chat in no like, – I was literally going <laughs> – and he'd be like, oh, I wondered like could he understand me? Yeah. I feel like they sort of do because if you – say something, whatever, and leave a break, they feel understood because they go, okay, now I start. And I don't know if you're actually communicating, but I feel like they feel seen in a way. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, <laughs> like laughing at what he said. And then it's like, oh, I know. I'm so funny. You got my joke. So yeah, I wanted to know like if there is a baby language and do I speak it fluently Obviously. without even knowing? Alexander says three words, but all of his 50 sounds, I know what they mean. I know that it means water or dummy. But or... actually, you put something on Instagram the other day where he was on the way home from daycare oh, and yeah. in, the, in this car. And don't you love when you pick them up from daycare? The they're day- so chatty. The daycare debrief is so oh. cute. And I know he's saying, and then Poppy got me the doll, and then I did this, <laughs> and then I had a nap. And I know he's telling yes, me all that. Yes, exactly. And so when you talk back, you're like, oh, 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 oh. So cute. Like, are you responding to them? Are they feeling confident yeah. as to you? they what are understood? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, anyway, let's pretend that that's the case. What's yours? Speaking of daycare, so we're leading up to Christmas and I this is our first year in daycare, so I wasn't sure if our daycare was open over the Christmas break. I'm taking three weeks off work here at Mamma Mia, but the daycare's open. It's only closed on public holidays. Yeah, I think mine's the same. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. So (laughs) pre-children, I would have thought, if you've got time off but you drop your kid at childcare, you're awful. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! I've added it up. I'm That's have... what pre mums do. Think, they yeah. judge, yeah. But I've added up. I'm gonna have seven days where he'll be in daycare. Oh, this is what you've dreamed of. Oh my god! I'm break. gonna clean up my wardrobe. I'm yeah, gonna go to bump day. Just do all the errands. I'm just gonna do things, and it's not selfish because he has the best time at daycare. They... It's great for them. They oh, love it. He loves this it. This is what I tell people that have mum guilt about sending their kids to daycare. They get as sick of us as oh we God. get of he them. He is so sick of our living room and my face. Oh, he totally. loves school days. So, so you're doing him a favour. Yeah, but when I said to Rich, oh, I'm gonna send, what, we're going to send him the days, Rich was like, are we? And then I was like, we could go to lunch. And he was like, oh, my God. Let's send him. Is it Christmas yet? And not to mention, you still got to pay for it whether he goes or not. Anyway, and look, we'll probably do shorter days. But the fact that we could go for a lunch for two hours and have a glass of wine in an actual restaurant. You (gasps) evil, evil parents. Is it Christmas yet? (laughs) Now, don't forget, we want to hear your WTF moments of the week. Please call the pod phone if you'd like to share on 028999386. Or you can send a voice memo that you record on your phone. Then email it to tgm at mamamia.com.au. Before we go, don't forget, I've been reminding you guys of my other very excellent podcast, (laughs) Get Me Pregnant. It's all about assisted fertility, what it looks like for same-sex couples, sperm donor, egg donor, freezing eggs. I love this. Anything assisted fertility, it's all in there. It is. I learned so much and I'd already done IVF. So it's called Get Me Pregnant. I really recommend it for anyone who is planning a family. And do you have guests on that show like this one? We have the most amazing doctors. If I was to ever do IVF again, I'd use the doctor because she was... I I don't want to listen to it because I don't want to get pregnant. (laughs) I'm actually fearful of it. I don't want to look at it. Don't listen. (laughs) This Glorious Mess Little Kids is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode was produced by Perea Tehesede. Bye!
Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.